Thanks for tapping into The Shift is Real, a podcast where we have casual conversations about growth, discuss stories of personal transformation, and share moments of insight. I'm your host, Tiffany Wright. I'm so grateful to have you on this journey and excited to talk about these shifts. So let's get into it, y'all. Please be advised, explicit language may be used. Hey y'all, thanks for tapping in to another episode of The Shift is Real. I'm your host, Tiffany Wright. And as always, I'm so grateful to share this space with you and talk about these shifts and transformations. Today, I have a special guest. We are talking about healing and transformation through relationships. I'm super excited as always, because people I invite on my show, you know, I hire them. (laughs) They're special. And oftentimes they're special to me in some way. I'm so excited to introduce y'all to Cheyenne. She is a Los Angeles native, fierce community advocate and millennial who enjoys community. Oh, that was wrong. Cheyenne is a Los Angeles native, fierce community advocate, and millennial who enjoys connecting social policy to nonprofit services, mobilizing millennials to community action, and the economic advancement of Black Americans. Cheyenne is the oldest of seven girls and navigates life through family and community. She received her Master's of Arts in Nonprofit Management from Antioch University, Los Angeles, and her Bachelor's of Arts in Political Science and Sociology from the Grambling State University. She's the founder of the New Black Era, vice president of the Black Los Angeles Young Democrats, lead principal at Pretty Political, and the associate director of communications, external relations, and media at Innovate Public Schools. Y'all, I want you to have a warm welcome for Miss Cheyenne Winston. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Well, I'm super excited to have you on today to talk about relationships and the transformation that you've experienced in relationships. Um, For you, why is that a, a topic that stands out? I mean... You heard it in my bio, like I'm the oldest of seven girls. You know, I often talk a lot in my career about how I learned how to communicate with people and, 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 you know, deal with people based off of like what I learned in the home, like navigating Mm. a big family and being the oldest and the responsibilities that come with the oldest that you don't even ask for, you know, just because you were chosen to be the first. And so... I've experienced transformation relationships in so many ways. Like, I don't even know where to begin. But most importantly, it was just like how much you will change because you love someone, you know? And so oftentimes, mm-hmm. I'm not changing for nobody. Forget them. Like, I'm a, whatever. I'm surround people by who I mess with only. But it's like when you love someone and, and you care mm-hmm. about that relationship, you know, what does change look like while still being yeah. yourself? For me, it was finding my voice and sharing my opinions without being aggressive. You guys just need to know this is just me. Like, I'm going to say how I feel. But it's like words matter. 
So how did I say that? Mm -hmm. And did I say that in a way that was loving enough? You know, did I say that in a way where I understood where the other person was coming from? Or do, did I care so much about what Cheyenne had to, had to say and how Cheyenne had to, and when Cheyenne had to say it, that I may have, like, through my relationships, I learned, like, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. So did I say it in anger? Mm. Did I say it emotionally? Did I give myself time to process? Did I give the other person time to process? You know, but did I still hold true to what I said? You know, like it's real. Yeah. Sometimes people think relationships, I always say this, like I don't personally believe in compromise in relationships. I feel like both both parties should get what they need. I think in adjust, mm. I think about adjustments, right? Like mm. I don't need to compromise like, oh, I have to compromise not eating meat because my partner doesn't eat meat. It's like, no, like I have to make an adjustment. What kind of adjustments am I willing to make? Am I willing to go on this journey with them? Am I willing to make two meals? Am I willing to, like, you know, what am I willing to do and how can I make those adjustments because I care enough about the other person? And that yeah, level love of that. love has mm -hmm. seeped into my professional relationships and my, like, platonic, friend, you know, my relationships with my friends um, mm -hmm. because you choose those relationships, but there's always going to be something that requires, that causes some sort of discourse. And so I, yes. Cheyenne Winston has been transformed through relationships because who I am now in relationships, I did not show up like that for the people I loved seven years ago. Mm. I love what you mentioned about the importance of love, because as I was thinking about what you were saying or listening to what you were saying, something that came up for me is the idea of self-awareness, right? Mm -hmm. Like being aware that how you show up impacts somebody. Mm -hmm. How you communicate to somebody impacts somebody. It's not just about you. When you are relationshiping with other people, you are half of it, but how they receive you, how they interact with you, how they perceive you is the other aspect of it. And if you care about the relationships that you're in, then you will care about how they perceive you, how they respond, how they react to you. And I do agree that there is a lot of sentiment nowadays that leads people to believe like, oh, just fuck everybody. You just yeah. you just gonna take me. You just you gonna take me, me how I am. Yeah, fuck you. Pay me. Um, forget dating. Like, let's go to Paris. It's like what? <laughs> like, yeah, like people and, are trying to skip over to the instant gratification, yeah. and they always people are always gonna land at the relationship, at the human experience. It's not just about outcomes. You cannot curate right. and tailor outcomes with other people. Because it requires both parties completely agreeing, and that's never going to happen. It's not going to happen in a marriage. Yeah. It's not going to happen in sisters, twins, whomever. We could have similar ideas. We could have we could love the exact same food, but in some form or fashion, there is going to be discourse. And how you approach that in your relationship yes. shows in so many different places. And so I'll be looking at stuff like Lee and I laugh all the time. Here's another relationship goals pose. It's like. But they not what they don't know, like, but 
it's okay to have goals, but we have to always remember that those outcomes are always based on an experience with the other person, no matter how self-oriented, mm-hmm. self-employed, self-managed, self-aware you are. Like, and we are not meant, in, in my opinion, we are not to live meant to live in this world by ourselves. Like it's going to yeah. end up in some way. It's gonna it's gonna double back on you. Whether you could be an introvert, yeah. you could live by yourself, you could door dash everything, you could do everything. But you're going to have to have some sort of human experience with someone else in order for that to sustain that lifestyle. And that's why it's important to understand what relationships are. And one thing when you mentioned about love, like, I think there's a conversation, the ugly part we need to have, right? Like, when you love people, it's a little bit different to show up in relationships, depending on how self-aware you are and how much ownership you take of certain things you're willing to change. But what about if you don't love someone? Mm. Like, right? Hmm. Like, I... What if, if you if I don't love someone and it's a relationship I'm choosing, like, you know, it's it's okay to end it. Relationships are for seasons. Some, the good ones, the ones yeah. that we hold on to, we we pray that we could hold on to them over time, you know, through through years and years of change and just life and society and environmental circumstances. Those are the ones we hold on to. But what about the ones you want to let go? Like, what Mm -hmm. does that look like? People, you know, and so we always talk about love, but love also means letting people go. Like, and and then also acknowledging every relationship don't require love. I told my coworkers, well, one of my team members is the other day. Like I have a team member who just, just like, we just cannot get along. And it's just like, I've done all that I can. I, I have like. I, I I I see the person. I affirm them. I re resurface their you know their ideas. I ask questions. I welcome feedback. But this person doesn't receive it in the way that I'm giving it. So I say, you know what? We need to have a conversation about what do you need because this relationship not gonna change because I'm not going yeah. nowhere and I'm the boss. So not to be like that, but I'm literally the boss. Right. So it's like, right. what are you going to do to fit this management style? But how can I see you in this? Like, how can I make sure that what you're getting what you need? There's no love involved with that, but that's a relationship. That's transformation because you have to be self-aware enough to know that I can get up every day and choose to have this, choose violence on Zoom every day, or I can wake (laughs) up and know like, okay, well, we have a shared understanding that we need to work on. Yeah. Well, okay. So you definitely said a couple of things I want to come back to. Um, One, the word acceptance is is popping out for me because as we're talking about this whole like savage mentality of I'm going to show up how I am and I just expect an outcome. A lot of times people want people to accept them wholeheartedly, but don't want to sit in the grace and patience of accepting other people and their challenges Mm. or their blind spots. Right. So we, we, we say, well, this is me. I'm showing up. You like it. You take it or leave it. Da, 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 da. But as soon as like somebody doesn't do something you don't like, you want to like cut them off or you want to do the no new friends and like all this stuff that you're saying, right? That, that people might do. What I appreciated about you acknowledging how you've changed over, you know, as you said, like seven years or so, is that you had to accept that there were aspects of you that needed to shift. And that was, oh, oh goodness, I'm about to sleep. Hold on. <laughs> okay. There was aspects of you that you know you needed to be mindful of and shift. 
And I think that that is a big deal because there is a lot of pride that people have when it comes to relationships and just being who they are, as if who they are are not perfectly imperfect people. Right. Like we all have things that have shaped our ideas about wrong and right, good and bad, how we should talk, how we should, um, you know, hold on to our emotion, express our emotion, like how we should show up for people, how we shouldn't show up for people, give space. Right. And just because you think something is okay doesn't mean that it's okay to somebody else. But you want somebody to just do everything that you want them to do. Mm -hmm. That's that's not fair. And I admire you acknowledging that whether it was your communication style, you know, shifting from like aggressive to just like assertive or, you know, you realizing that you just got to meet people where they are. I appreciate you acknowledging that because people carry a lot of ego when they're in relationships and they want to be right. They want people to you know, accommodate them. And they find it really hard to accept that experience for the other person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're, you're a hundred percent right about that. And then it's like, after you do that, there's going to be a new thing because it's right. like about evolving in relationships, you know, right. and some relationships you can see you, we, we experience, they just don't evolve. It's like, we're talking about every time we meet, we talk about the same stuff that happened in 1999. Like, okay. <laughs> How are we meeting each other in this new space? And it's okay to connect on that, but it's like, girl, yes, we did do that in middle school. That was so fun, but I am you know, a grown woman. I got other things right. to talk about. Let's connect differently. But you, you were 100% right. And that came from hurt and pain. Mm. It's just like That stuff hurt. Like I didn't want to lose, like, to be you know transparent, I was losing relationships with my mother and my sisters. Like we were mm. not talking for a certain while. And my mom and I were talking the other day, like how that would never happen again. Like we would never allow that to ever happen again. Like we've learned each other where it's just like, if me and my sisters or me and my mom, like we going back and forth. Cause you know, we all women. The mm. next day I'm like, okay, I'll call her. And it's like, oh, you mad? <laughs> oh, you mad? Like, are you still mad? <laughs> like depending on the level of anger or if I'm like upset with my fiance. And then 20 minutes later, I'm like, babe, I'm sorry I did that. Like, I really didn't see this. And I like, I was just like clouded by this. And I took this out on you. It's like, because you love the person mm. enough. That had to go from the person telling them, you hurt me. Like, we're not mm. ever vulnerable enough to say you hurt me. We want people to fix things. And that's even what I'm experiencing at work. Like, I never knew this was a problem. This man said this whole yeah. complaint. Hey, never told me not one of those things. Because you can't yeah. choose silence as a healing method. Like, and, you ooh, know, it just, and not in a relationship with persons, you can't, you gotta yeah. say it. Yes. I'm gonna I'm write that down. You cannot choose silence as a healing method. Girl, because you better write it down. <laughs> it just, because then what? We cloud ourselves with our own thoughts. You not, you the assailant, you the healer in your head, you playing all the yeah. different roles, you know, you right. playing every single different role, but you're never allowing the person who experienced the issue to share their needs and their concerns. And that's like a um, principle that I take in the workplace. Like, I know you read my bio, had all these things, but really like I work on narratives, like community narratives, like in my, my school of thought that people experiencing the issues should be the leaders of the solution. And so mm. if you think about that on a relationship level, if I'm experiencing an issue with you, Tiffany, 
then I need to lead the solution. Well, I need Tiffany to call me more. Tiffany, can you call me more? Tiffany, I don't like that you did this. Like, you know, and it's like I led towards the solution versus me saying nothing and you thinking you, Tiffany, you're solving what can be like a friendship issue. Maybe she thinks I don't call her enough or maybe she thinks that we, I don't buy her enough candy or like maybe like, so then assumptions on how we heal come from not voicing what our concerns are. But then we have to be able to be uncomfortable when someone voices it. When somebody tells me they hurt me, whether that was my, I hurt them, whether that was my intention or not, I'd be like, dang, I'm Cheyenne, you really did that. Or sometimes I could have thought I was so right, but when the other person did it to me, like Lee will say, Shy, did you know you did this, this, and this, and this? I'd be like, dang, I did that. (laughs) (laughs) I am so sorry for giving now. (laughs) Don't go, don't leave. But we have to be able to be, and that's what I think that we don't talk about enough in our in society and today is that like the practices of healing and how that requires like an uh, the ability to be uncomfortable with how someone perceives you it's yeah. like oh they don't like everything every disagreement isn't somebody being a hater it's not it's, it's not a girl I it's like, true girl, i do not like blue shoes are you a hater it's like okay right. No, but I just I don't, don't like blue shoes. You know, in a loving relationship, it's like, girl, forget you. I love these blue shoes. I'm going to wear these blue shoes. You, you, um, you hate on these blue shoes. But a different relationship where we don't humanize the experience is like, I don't mess with Cheyenne because like every time I say I like something, she don't like it. It's like, okay, like, did we see each other then? Did we like really see, like, did you see me? Like, am I really a hater or like, do I really not agree with anything? Or just like, maybe I just would prefer black versus blue. And I think that we don't talk about that enough. We don't talk about like how relationships with ourselves and a relationship with our loved ones seep into our relationship with community and society. You can see that how people treat essential workers. You can see that how, like how we were, we relate to everyone. I read this book called Emerging Strategy by Adrienne Marie Brown. And it was, it challenged me in a lot of philosophies because though I'm open to so many different experiences and thoughts and stuff, I, I had a little bit of tension with like mm-hmm. how she talked or how they talked about God. But that's okay because that's not why I read the book. I didn't read the book for it to be a, a Christian, you know, reading devotional. But she talks about how like oak trees and redwood trees, like regardless, like they're connected at the roots so mm. if, if the world, like if the world, not if the world blew up, but cause I don't want to say that with what's going on in the world right now, but if there was like a major disaster, the trees will still yeah. stand because the trees are connected at the roots. Like they're yeah. connected so the, the, the cement could come up, the dirt could come mm-hmm. up, the grass could come up, but they're connected at the roots and how those are, how the, the nature, and I know you like nature. So how mm-hmm. nature is a really good example of interconnectedness and relationship. Mm-hmm. Like on the it's surface, true. it's like, we don't know each other. We don't mess with each other, but on the root, it's like, dang, we're all connected in some connected. sort of way, some mm-hmm. sort of way. And what does that mean to be connected? What does that mean to relate? And if you care enough about your, how you show up in this world, not how people perceive you, but how you show up then relationship has to be a, 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 you know, a pillar in that. It does. No, that is so, Ooh, listen, y'all, she dropping the gems. It's true. I mean, because one of the big things that I am getting from what you're saying, aside from the acceptance piece, 
aside from the being open-minded to to change or you know adjust is is the willingness and the vulnerability right and willingness to express yourself willingness to put yourself out there willingness to listen to somebody if you've never grown up with people listening to you or giving you space to speak up, it is so much easier to get into the habit of silencing yourself or automatically assuming that other people don't care about you. Mm-hmm. And as you were talking, as you mentioned the 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 line about um, healing and silence, I thought about my personal journey where I come from a family um, and, and I'm speaking of family, I'm speaking of like my mom and my grandfather, very opinionated people, very outspoken people, and often at times can be very disrespectful people if they didn't mm-hmm. feel like they were being heard, right? Absolutely. And so for me, I became the person that learned how to yell and became yep. the person that learned how to overspeak so that I would not feel like I was not being seen or heard. But at the same time, there would be things that I would be silencing because I felt like, well, you're not going to listen to me anyway. You're not going to care anyway. And as I got older, I realized like I took that shit into my friendships. I took that into Mm -hmm. relationships. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I had this narrative that if a person didn't call me, they don't care about me. If a person didn't check on me, they don't love me. If a person wasn't spending time with me, I don't matter to them. And that wasn't even it. And I had to learn how to speak up and say, hey, I miss you. Hey, I want to spend time with you. Hey, I want to talk to you. I I wish that we can spend more time together or talk more. And my willingness to like be more vulnerable, it opened up the kind of conversations or connections that I wanted to. And it allowed me to relate to people in the way that felt really comfortable for me. Because even though we can be connected in general, doesn't mean that you always feel an intimate connection with somebody, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And the older that I got, the more that I got into having very deeper, intimate connections with people. And it wasn't just based off of what we watching, what we wearing, where we going, what we doing at work. It became like, shy, what challenges are you experiencing in this season of your life? Like Mm -hmm. what prayers do you need? Like what, what is the successes that people are not seeing, right? Like I became, you know, this, like I just became very interested in that aspect of another person's life, but I didn't always have access to that information if they're Mm -hmm. busy and they're doing stuff. Right. And then I'm internalizing this thing like, oh, they don't care about me. So I would say like, going to the silence and the healing piece, like I had to learn how to heal some of like my own neglect and like emotional insecurity issues by voicing 
my desire to be connected with somebody or by voicing their importance to me or by voicing like that I wanted to spend quality time with them or I just wanted to talk to them. And that was like a major thing that helped me like grow into myself (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. as an individual, but also helped me like strengthen a lot of relationships. So I just, I wanted to, to share that because I felt like you speaking to the vulnerability piece um, is really, really important. And, and there's a lot of people that are so afraid of vulnerability in all types of relationships. And once you learn how to tap into vulnerability, not only will it help your relationships, but it also will allow you to connect much more deeply to yourself. Absolutely. You know, one thing that I think that is important that you highlighted is the family aspect because like I said, I grew up in a family of all women. So I had to learn how to talk to men differently. Like, Oh wait, hold Mm -hmm. on. I just like, Oh, I'm telling him all these girly things, but like, no, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I don't always have to defend myself when I'm talking. Mm -hmm. Like I don't always have to, you know, talk at in a certain way because a lot of times when you grow up in a, a family full of women, like, you talk over each other, like literally, yeah. like me and my sisters talk over each other and we'll still hear and understand each other until I realize like <laughs> I'm talking over people and I'm like, oh, wait, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. We all had to heal on, in similar ways in terms of like communications. But then yeah. also like I grew up in a family where my parents just argue so much. So it's like, I don't want to mm. argue in our relationships. Like I rather talk. I rather, you know, even when it gets to the level of going back and forth. Like 20 minutes later, I'm like, I don't like arguing with you. Can we solve this, please? <laughs> like doing that. Or even like with my friends, like me and my friend, we were going back and forth in text message. And I just like pulled up on her because I knew she was somewhere. And I just walked up to her and I gave her the middle finger. <laughs> Forget you. You get on my nerves. She's like, you get on my nerves. And I was like, uh-uh, because I knew that you were going to keep on texting what you were texting. And I knew that like, you know, I was going to let up. And so I figured I know where you was going to be. I was going to give you the, I, I, here you go. Here's the middle finger because like you had to, but then also I had to learn that too. And so when we think about relationships, we think about the the feedback loops and the intricacies that, that sustain relationships. Communication is the, the biggest thing, like learning your own voice, learning how to voice your opinion. How did you learn? You know, I, you know, we know, I know people who grew up in families and they didn't talk about stuff. Like we don't talk mm-hmm. about those things. But then you right. get in relationships with other people. You're like, wait, I don't know how to talk about personally with me. Right. I don't know how to talk about finances. Everything was about, you know, you don't let people know what's in your pockets. But then you realize as an adult, like, wait, hold on. I don't have to let people know what's in my pockets, but I need to understand finances. Like, right. conversation. Like, you know, the wealthy talk about money like it's breakfast. And so I right. have a place of comfortability to be able to do that. But then some people don't talk about what hurts them. Some people, they never, oh, you, here you go being, you know, with me, people used to, I used to own words that people gave me. Like, she's not emotional. Cheyenne is not emotional. Like, you know, she's going to say what she's going to have to say. So I found myself, like, pretending like I wasn't emotional. So I had to learn when I'm older, like, wait, I'm not, like, I, I do have emotions. I think we all do. But I'm just, right. I'm sensitive. <laughs> I'm very sensitive. And one of the reasons why I'm assertive, because, well, at one point I was assertive and defensive was because I felt like I had to defend my opinion. I had to defend my emotion. But it's like, I don't have to, and I'm in a space now in my relationships, whether it's personal or professional, where I don't have to defend myself. 
I don't have to defend my expertise. I don't have to defend what I said. My boss told me the other day, Cheyenne, stop saying like, let me know what you think. If it's okay, it might be crazy. She's like, no, on on your on your words. We're here mm-hmm. to collaborate on ideas. I had to remember that, and that's a in a relationship that wasn't a a chosen relationship. That's my boss. I don't choose my boss. Yeah, so I think it's important to talk about the healing that comes with communications that, well, yeah. we said healing once, but then the other part that's also connected is communications. Like how did mm-hmm. I learn how to communicate with people? How you learn how to communicate people is going to be a strong foundation in terms of how you were taught to build on relationships. If you never felt yeah. safe in your communication, if you never felt mm-hmm. seen, if you never felt like you had a voice in many ways, or you felt like you only said what everybody else said because you always had to be the difficult one you know, mm-hmm. then that shows you in your relationships, you might be more passive because you don't feel like you, you don't want to be difficult, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I've experienced I, that in so many different ways. Yeah. And that actually, for me, ties back to a point that you made earlier about the the completion, so to speak, of relationships, right? Like when a, a relationship comes to completion at any point in your life, if people had gave you feedback in that relationship or there was an experience that you had in that relationship that you didn't like, that felt uncomfortable, that was dysfunctional, that was disrespectful, whatever, I feel like that is always really good information for you to take and sit on and to think about is there something I can learn from how we interacted, mm-hmm. right? Because, yeah, it could be just that person, right? But, you know, I think it's easier for people to cop out and be and play victim and say that uh, a relationship just ended because of another person or a relationship mm-hmm. just ended or didn't work out because, you know, of another person. But as we've been talking about relationships, it it, it is not just you by yourself. It's like multiple people involved. It might be one, it might be more than that, right? But like, if you experience somebody, I don't know, belittling you a lot in a relationship and you decided, you know what, we're not going to be good no more. We're not going to, you know, be lovers anymore. We're not going to be homies anymore. Like whatever it is, they may have belittled you, but is there anything that you notice about your inability to speak up for yourself? Is there anything that you notice about your inability to set boundaries or expectations around what was acceptable and not acceptable behavior, what was appropriate and not appropriate, right? Like, Mm -hmm. yes, this person could have been an aggressor. Yes, this person could have been toxic, this, that, and other. But was there any way that you showed up that, you know, I'm not saying, I would never say attracted that or brought that on, but is there anything that you could have done in the in the relationship um, that would have like intensified or been a catalyst for that, you know, behavior in any kind of way? Now, some people, they're just disrespectful on their own, right? Like <laughs> you ain't got to do nothing or whatever, right? But sometimes people going to your point about being really passive, right? Sometimes people will let people's disrespect just 
pass through and they'll just chuckle at it like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool, whatever. But mm-hmm. then they get to a point of saying like, you know what, Shy, I'm so tired of you always disrespecting me. And Shy be like, what are you talking about? I was just playing. Yeah, but I never thought that was funny. But mm-hmm. Tiffany never said anything, <laughs> right? So let's say this friendship ends, but do you did you learn from that circumstance that it's important for you to speak up and tell somebody, hey, I know you think that's funny, but that's offensive to me. Yeah. And, and I feel like for me, I've learned a, a lot of transformation for me has also come from relationships that have came from, to completion whether they were platonic or romantic. And I and I learned by myself after the fact, right? Sometimes in the moment, maybe somebody would have gave me feedback and I was in denial or I didn't like listen to them. And then after the fact, I'd be like, oh, I see what they're talking about now. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me be mindful of that. Yeah. And you know, it, it's so crazy because, man, I received all of that. I... Uh, it, you know, one of my friendships recently, you know, two friendships I healed, right? One of them is like still healing. And the other one, I think we're like, we've overcome that weird, awkward space of like, how do we become friends again? Mm-hmm. And part of it was the other person never told me certain things, right? And so Same I part. never knew. Same so part, part of it was the person never told me certain things. Like, so I never mm-hmm. knew. Like I mm. never knew that over time things were compounding based off it, huh. was, it was a certain way. Like it wasn't like a thing I did. It wasn't right. something and and you know the person acknowledged, you know, that some of that cons- some of those feelings were rooted in, you know, their upbringing, you know, and and it, it ended up being a theme across certain relationships. But just because I never intentionally hurt this person doesn't mean that I never, I didn't pay an active role in hurting them. You know, did I give myself time to like process? I think the word process is so important that we don't land on enough of that process is important, you know? And and some people are like, oh, I want closure. Oh, I want this. I don't want that. It's like, I don't even know if it's closure. It's like, I like understanding. What did I do? What did I do to you? Same. And even if you can't tell me what I did, what hurt you in our relationship, and I could figure out what 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 my role was. But people don't want that. Most yeah. people, mature people, and I'm reading this book. It's so good. I, did I get you this book, How to Be an Adult? Did you read it? Mm-mm. Okay. I thought I sent you this book, but How to be, I know I book, books that. is your love language, so I'm going to send you this book. Yes. And it's actually a book like one of my mentors told me to read, and it's called a hand, and it's a handbook on psychological and spiritual integration. Now, I think the words are catchy in terms of how to be an adult. It's like, oh yeah, what is this about? But it's definitely a handbook on like, on it is it's not written in like paragraphs or in first person. It's just got you. It assesses like topics: fear, anger, assertiveness, guilt, defeat, like issues of an like adults have to really grapple right. with in complex ways. And I say that because it's just like growing adults who are committed to some level of understanding and process and in in relation and building relationships or sustaining relationships, they'll find they'll we'll be able to recognize like ooh I should not have done that yeah what was yep. wrong with you you know yep. sure. and sometimes it's on accident we're not perfect yeah I, I can remember multiple times where shoot like I don't know even this upcoming these past few days where I did something. 
And I had to call my sister back. I was like, my bad girl, did I hurt your feelings? She was like, no. But at least I, I had to make sure that like I knew this right. one thing. Like for instance, one of my friends, you know, she had she we had a little issue, you know, not a big issue, but like, you know, friend issue around a birthday. Like I had to realize oh, she really values her birthday. And since I value this relationship, then I may not be the person who has like a seven day event for my birthday. But like I have to share with her, well, here's what I can commit to, you know, what's most important to you. But I can't be dismissive. Like she doing the most. She won't care because my presence mm. matters to her. And yeah. so if I value our relationship and as we continue to dig deep on relationship and like we have to be able to make those adjustments, but also have that self-reflection and self-awareness like, OK, well, how am I presenting? How am I showing myself? And if someone tells me how I hurt them, I have to be adult enough to receive that. Mm-hmm. and make the decision is this what i want to we could always make a decision we could always dissolve relationships you know what i mean you could dissolve mm-hmm. it with the bank you could dissolve it with the person you know and there's going to be long you know lasting effect of things that happen afterwards but you know it's real and you know there's so many conversations that people want to have but people don't talk about how relationships Mm-hmm. are the topical right my relationship with money affects my generational wealth right mm-hmm. my relationship with for me god but for let's say for most people my relationship with spirit or higher being affects how i process and understand my morals and values my relationship with food affects my health like you know mm-hmm. like relationships are important because it means like I don't want to say how do I relate because I don't know the the real definition, but it means like, you know, to me, it's like, what is my role in this, in this yeah. connection? And yeah. how am I both giving and receiving? Like mm-hmm. it, it can't be one-sided. I'm not going to yeah. get healthy without, you know, I'm not going to receive the be- benefits of a healthy lifestyle if I'm not giving my time and yes. dedication, you know, I'm not going to get a, I'm not going to receive generational wealth if I'm not giving uh, money towards my goals or, you know, whatever. Right, right. right. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that is um, <laughs> that is a, a poignant like point because it's easy to just think about what you can receive. Right. Just like you said, people can look at relationships as outcome based things and. I think, and, and and as I'm bringing myself into this, um, I think even looking at romantic relationships when I was younger, um, because I was a, you know, a Disney person and a, I'm going to watch all the romantic film person. I always talk about, oh, okay, what can, what can I get out of a relationship? How can my partner treat me? What are the things that my partner can do for me? Um, this is all the things that I want. <laughs> This is all that I want to experience. And as I got older, um, I realized that I needed to to not neglect like the desires that I want to experience, but I also needed to really focus in and illuminate, well, who am I being for a person? How can I show up for a person? Um, what how am I adding to their life? What what space am I giving them? Because it can be easy to just think about what I can get from a relationship, but like being able to also be mindful, what am I giving to a relationship is important. 
And for somebody who is a giver, like that could be problematic, right? Because they can always be overgiving and not pay attention to what they are receiving. Um, but I think that, you know, there's there's a healthy balance with that. But also when it comes to relationships, you know, not just, again, looking at what other people are, quote unquote, doing to you or, or, or how they're treating you, but also understanding how the other person is experiencing you. Mm-hmm. Understanding how they're experiencing you is not the same as thinking about how you're treating them because how you're treating them and how they're, you're, they're experiencing you could be totally different things, right? I can easily say, oh yeah, I'm really nice to Cheyenne. You know, I say these things to her, this, that, and the other. Whereas Cheyenne could have a whole other idea of how she wants to experience our relationship mm-hmm. and can feel physically neglected, right? Or emotionally neglected. That just because I say, oh, Cheyenne, you're nice. Cheyenne, you're a leader. Um, Cheyenne, you're funny. That may not be giving you what you need, right? So learning how to understand people and how they experience you is is important, not just you thinking about, okay, well, I'm doing this and I know I'm giving them this and I know I'm showing up. Like it is another level to your point of maturity to get to the place where you try to understand another person's perspective, another person's thoughts, another person's feelings, and another person's experience. Yeah. Learning how to understand people is, again, something that's taking you out of a place of pride and ego because it's your ego that says, oh, I know everything to do and I know I'm right and I know what everything is. It takes Mm -hmm. a certain level of humility and vulnerability to be like, let me try to understand this person because I don't know everything. Yeah. And And I I think that that's a big deal. Mm hmm. I think that that's a big deal. And, and that's something that I've, that has been another area of transformation because, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't know if it's the Virgo in me. I don't know if it's the natural inclination to research. I don't know if it's just because I think I like being right. I don't know. But I've always had this thing in the past where I'm like, I'm right. So my yes. thought <laughs> is going to be that I'm right. And I had to learn like, Tiffany, your perspective is one perspective. And it was through me unintentionally hurting other people's feelings and relationships all the time. Or not all the time, but more frequently than I thought I was. And them saying like, but you you don't care about how I see it. Or you always think you're right. Or it don't matter what I say because you're going to think you're right anyway. And after I started hearing that enough, I'm like, oh, well, shit. Well, maybe... Uh, I need to like <laughs> dial this back because yes, I have the confidence that I'm right. But like, if you're clearly seeing something else and I care about our relationship, then I need to get out of my ego and like yeah. be present a little bit more. And you know what also that made me think about is that people had a misunderstanding of me. I'm like, people don't understand me. It's like, dang, am I presenting my way that People should under like you know like yeah. It's not about like oh I care what people say, but you kind of care, right? Like I mean, it, we're it, social it, creatures. There's nothing yeah, wrong like, with caring about other people say because our connections matter. Exactly. So at the heart of it, there's nothing wrong with it. 
exactly now, when you're getting to the point of like it's over validation that matters right exactly. yeah and I think that like one thing, like one thing that's really started my journey was the first thing as I share, I lost relationships that, that mattered a lot to me and it broke my heart. Mm. And then the second thing was people had a misunderstanding of who I am. Like, mm. that's not me. Like, so first of all, forget y'all. How do I show up in the world for myself? Like, yeah. so learning how to communicate in relationships were key because it's like, like how you say, like people would call you a know it all. I had to tell people, like, I had to reteach people that I like information. So I'm not over here right. just seeing things, but like, if someone says something right now and I had no idea what they said, I've already Googled it. I've read it. Right. I've Same. read different versions. I'm not looking at Wikipedia. I'm trying to find the research publication. I'm going to probably, like, I've Same. Been, yesterday I was on a Zoom call and my the person I was talking to said they lived in a part of California in the Bay Area had no idea so I screen share and I pulled up the map and I said where is it like where is it <laughs> right where are you <laughs> I don't understand Same. where that is in reference between I was trying to figure out something between San Francisco and San Jose and I'm like I know where Santa Cruz is but where is Redwood City and she's like oh yeah right there and I'm like oh, okay got it and that's a work relationship yeah but like how do I present myself in terms of like what you said know it all wanted to that that stuck with me because people say that you just you just a know it all until the new me has introduced myself as someone who loves research and information. Mm-hmm. And so one thing mm-hmm. I had to teach people in my relationships, you're so um I didn't mean it like that. And I had to tell them words matter to me. So when you yes. say words to me, I'm yes. as a definition. I'm not Girl. trying to, I'm not gonna guess what you thought, what I thought yep. you meant, because my brain doesn't process like that. If yes. you say Cheyenne, oh you're doing too Same. much. And you don't have no exclamation or no excitement in it. I'm really going to feel like you just told me I did too much. Well, I didn't really right. mean that much. It's like, well, what did you mean? Well, right. I everything is not that. And my mom, my mom told me this recently. Love you, mom. But my mom told me this recently. Everything is not like she like put her fingers like nitpick, dig, dig, dig. I'm like, I like understanding, gay nail. Like, so, yes. I, so I have to dig to get understanding. I can't walk yep. away with the surface level because yep. like. You're my mom. So you should know me. You should know me enough to know that I'm analytical. Like I've always yeah. taught me how to be a critical thinker. So when right. I critically think and I think about the things that you tell me, I'm not trying to understand euphemisms and ID and right. thoughts and all these things. I want to know what do you mean? Right. So when I collaborate yeah. with my team. I learned that in relationships. But when I collaborate with my team, whether it's in Blade or at work or, you know, at my firm or whatever, I'm like, I need understanding. Help me understand. Once I understand, I can move forward. Okay, I need to, in my relationship, I'm about to get married. You know how many things I got to figure out that works best for two of us? You know, like, you know, it's a lot, you know? And, you know, people say have these tough conversations early. And, you know, we've been having these tough conversations. And I'm like, and there's a shared understanding in terms of like, okay, we have to grow each with each other to get these to these outcomes. Shy needs understanding. Lee don't want to hear, Lee don't really care about getting dig deep and learning the root of every like <laughs> word and the prefix and suffix. He He's more interested in outcomes. And so like, how do we meet each other in a way where we adjust enough, not compromise, but when we adjust mm-hmm. enough so both of us can get towards our shared goals or the reasons why we're relating, you know, yes. the relationships aren't that high level. I might have a relationship, I have a relationship with my doctor. It's not, I'm not trying to get to know him on a personal right. level. 
But right. what, do we, what do we both need in terms of this relationship? You need insurance and I need details on what's going on. Okay. Yeah. And, and I need you to meet me at the time you say you meet me. Otherwise I'm getting building a new relationship with another doctor. <laughs> no, but that's, that's true. And a key aspect to what you're saying is a person learning who they are to mm-hmm. learn who you, to be able to connect and understand who you are so that you can communicate that effectively to a person that helps the relationship so much. And so there might be a lot of internal transformation that you have to have to even build up that self-awareness. And again, I think that that goes back to how we started this conversation, me being intrigued with you bringing up self-awareness about how to adjust, you know, certain behaviors, but you being able to have the language to say, Hey, I'm a literal person. So even though I be jokey jokey in sometimes, like if you jokey joke with me, I may not always get the joke. I may be thinking that you're serious. So I need you to like decipher that it's a joke (laughs) versus it's a literal statement that could save so much time and like conflict. But a lot of people might not even have that self-awareness, you know? Um, so I, I just think that, that that's a big deal, like to even experience the type of transformation that allows you to be able to describe yourself to a person and to describe yourself accurately. Because, you know, sometimes people be like, oh, yeah, I don't care about this, that, and the other. And then when shit hits the fans, like they really do. (laughs) But you probably built a persona on what you people care about. And I had to deal with that too. I really did. Like, you know, I really built a persona, especially in college, based on survival. And I've had to every day of my life, especially during the pandemic, I was faced with a lot of the things that were seeping through my relationships based off of the survival persona I created in college. Like I'm not, Um, that's not me. Or even the relationships I built after college based off of this, this form of Cheyenne who I had to to survive and get through, you know, get through college. And oftentimes I think that we should talk, not we, we don't talk about that right now, but we as a community, we should talk about like what, what we pick up, you know, the things that we carry and what we Mm -hmm. have to let go. Yeah. You know, and, the more you talk about it, I believe, like, people are talking, in my opinion, this, we're in a crazy time, right? Like, yeah. okay, social media is crazy, but I've never taught her black healing as much as I do now. Yeah. I've yeah. never, you know, I begin, you know, people make their jokes, like, don't hit me with no grand rising, but I'm like, dang, like, <laughs> these are conversations, like, black people are tapping into their inner selves. Black yes. men are starting to have circles, like, I love my fiance, like, you know, I work from home, so sometimes he steals my words, right? So the other day he's like, I just want to name that, like, which is, totally, <laughs> which is totally like a political, like not political, like a nonprofit, like, you know, yeah. Yeah. he'll be like, Hey, 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 hold on. I just want to name that when I said this before you were not right. with it. I'm like, okay, name. <laughs> but I think that's important. Like to talk about I agree. it's of like how, of these conversations, like, oh, like another podcast. It's like, yeah, because you don't know how this conversation is helping these people in this space, in this, you know, in this space and time. And and so I think it's important. Relationships are important. It's the foundation. Relationships, communication, healing, shared definitions, shared understandings. 
are, are like the, in my opinion, the foundation to family and community. And a lot of those times we have to let go of certain things and honor that any system, whether human or institutional or whatever, any system that requires change is going to be uncomfortable. And so we have to be able to sit in uncomfortability. And that is hard because some people are fearful of like, what if this person doesn't love me? What if this person isn't doesn't want to be work with me anymore? What if I lose my job? What if it all fails? That's uncomfortable. Oof. And this book just said, I'm going to read it to you. I've been reading this line all week, so you get to hear it too. Okay. Um, okay. So this is, again, how to be an adult. I haven't finished it. Mind you, it's not even a, it's not even a hundred pages. It's just so deep. I, I need time processing. Between. So like one of the things that I really, like, I really helped me understand about fear is like, you know, fear is based on a subjective belief that a certain stimulus or in my opinion, outcome poses a threat. So like, I'm afraid of what, like, I'm afraid of the other side in a sense. But we don't really notice how many times fears comes up comes up in regular conversation. I don't mm-hmm. say something because I'm afraid that if I say it, are they gonna leave me? Are they gonna? I'm gonna have to dig into my dirt. So this one line that I read at this point five times this week is the energy in fear is simply block. Wait, let me say it right with the right pauses. <laughs> the energy in fear is simply blocked excitement that can be released by wholehearted active engagement with the realities that threaten us. Like, mm. and when you read it and like you read, like when you read it, mind mm. you, this is an outline form. This is not yeah. in a paragraph. And I read it. I was like, okay. So, cause there, it, you feel that if you're afraid of something, if it's energy, like you feel mm-hmm. it, like it's not a lie. Like you feel like you feel afraid. You feel the fear in your heart and your body and your spirit. Yeah. So like, what if we like, you know, we wholeheartedly engage in that feeling in that energy. Because it's it, it like, why should we feel threatened by that energy? Because we don't know the outcome. It's a place we've never been before. But hell, the whole world is in a place. We're in a pandemic and a war at the same time. Okay. Like oh, we, yes. we've never been this before. Even in 1918 Spanish flu. Okay. The last time somebody was in a pandemic and a war was probably during a bubonic plague. Who knows? But like, how do we step out? Every system has to be created in a new way. Healthcare, education, family. Like how we define relationships. We thought we would never be able to love somebody from long distance until we had to Zoom all day, every day. You just never, it's just, how do we engage in that uncomfortable space that we were once afraid of? That's kind of like where I'm sitting in my life right now. Here. Listen, listen, y'all. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you reading those words, the nuggets about... <laughs> just how important communication is in relationships, self-awareness, you know, understanding of definitions, because that that is definitely very, very important. Um, thank you so much, sis. Thank you. Thank you know, you. I love good conversations. So we can talk like this every day. Thank you for recording it, you know, <laughs> but I just for opening up this space, you know, and I pray that whoever is listening just like finds their own nugget to take away. Like with me, like I shared, it's been a seven year process really of just losing and regaining, you know, and defining how I want to give and receive in these different forms of relationships. So thank you for having me. 
that's it, y'all. That is it for today's episode. Um, until next time. Well, y'all, that's the end of today's episode. I hope that you got something from it. Thank you so much for your support. Please make sure to like, follow, subscribe, share this with a friend. I am accessible via my website, www.livethebelife.com. You can feel free to shoot me an email. If you want to subscribe to my newsletter, I send out newsletters once or twice a month. I'm on Instagram and Twitter handle at the the underscore be underscore life also have a facebook page all my products are available online on amazon but they're also listed on my website hope that you move forward in your day in your week feeling connected to yourself and grounded hope that you just stay aware of the shifts that are going on within and around you because they're always happening. Don't forget, seek to shift, seek to grow, seek to be you. Until next time, be well.